spreading messages of gratitude and hearing stories from our American heroes, 97.5 Y Country and Boss Services dedicate our efforts to showing our veterans how much we appreciate them. The May We Thank You Tour is presented by Boss Services with support from Medic One Ambulance, Aiden's Landscape Supply, Pristine Pool and Spa, St. Joe Monument Works, Mel's Cafe and Southwest Michigan CBD, and Stark's Family Funeral Homes and Cremation Services. The 2022 May We Thank You Tour, live and in person. We are at the American Legion, post 85 in Berrien Springs. I love this place. I uh, used to live in Berrien Springs, so it was even cooler when I got done with the broadcast and go right home. But either way, it's like family here, friends here in Berrien Springs. Uh, every time you come in here and seeing other veterans come in, handshaking, saying, hey, how's it going? I see you. Uh, it's just that, that sense of family that we've talked about throughout the entire tour. And again, we're just grateful for the opportunity to do this. I want to say thank you to Boss Services as well, who are helping out with the shirts that we have that we're going to be using. Uh, using to fundraise for the Legion here. So if you can swing by and uh, pick up, we've already handed out uh, two shirts and we got a third one on the way that's going to be out too. So we've already started to make some donations. Now here's the key. If you are going to be coming in, we are downstairs. So you have to come in downstairs and then we'll get the shirts here for you. And uh, again, raise some money for the Berrien Springs American Legion. So uh, we have a special guest that we are joined by here right now. Uh, introduce yourself again for me one more time. Yeah, my name is Milt Sluter. I'm the commander here at Post 85. Milt, um, it's funny because I have actually been thinking your name through the entire tour because I've seen some friends out there, and I'm like, oh, that's Milt. That's Milt. Everyone's like, no, Milt's in Berrien Springs. I'm like, okay, yes, I know this. Now, it's a double duty, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've got another Milt we'll talk to here in just a little bit. But uh, explain to me. So you're the commander, yeah. right? Yes. And Tell me a little bit more about what your role is here as a commander. What do you do here in the community? Why are we fundraising? Um, because, well, obviously we want to help you, but what does the fundraising do? What do you do in the community? Okay, a little bit more. I've been a, a member here at Post 85 for 42 years and commander for about 13 months. And in the last 13 months, we've concentrated uh, our fundraising monies towards uh, maintenance on the building. Sure. We're going to do, we've done partial roof now. We're going to finish the roof this summer. And we'd also like to do some other work interior also. Yeah. Well, I can say firsthand from some of the work that's been done, uh, this looks a lot different than when I was here last. And it is awesome because we have a great view of the river and the windows are open slightly. So nice, cool breeze. So y'all are doing a fantastic work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're in the Riverview room now. This was kind of a catch-all, uh, the back of the the main uh, bar room. Uh all volunteers. We did this in about two weeks. Uh, pretty much totally renovated this room. It looks amazing. And uh, obviously all of the uh, different um, emblems for the different service areas, you've got them all on there too. I mean, even even the Space Force you've got up there too. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, my son-in-law's business, Sign Division, uh, there in Stevensville, Robert Piner, he uh, donated those graphics for us. That's amazing. For this room. Well, yes. I mean, that's how you know it's updated. So you got Space Force on there. Most don't have that anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, near. we yeah. got that. So tell me a little bit about your service individually. So you are a an Army veteran, right? Yeah, I graduated from Bering Springs High School in 1974 in June, and I joined the Army in August of that year. Um, I was in the Army a total of six years. I was in artillery, um, pretty much stationed five or six different bases in the U.S., and also did duty 
for a year in Korea. I was in Panama and Puerto Rico for a while. So I got around pretty good. A lot of traveling for sure. A lot of travel. So tell me, you know, obviously going into the military, sometimes, you know, it's a choice. Sometimes you get told that you're going to be serving for your standpoint from when you were not serving and then you go and you join up. What surprised you about that? What's something that maybe you didn't know or realize about serving in the military? I, I had a pretty good idea uh, what I was getting into. My grandfather was a Marine in World War I, and my father was in the Army in the Korean War. So I kind of knew what to expect, and I had a lot of friends that were in the service. So um, it wasn't really a culture shock for me. Sure. Um, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I had a good time. Good, good. Well, and that's a, you know something that not everybody can say, but obviously having your background and knowing what you're going to expect, that's pretty awesome. Um, what is maybe something that you're most proud of in your service? Well, I uh, probably I don't know most proud of, but I met a lot of good people in the service. Um, I actually married a girl from Berrien Springs while I was in the service, and we were together the first couple years. I got sent to Korea, and the daughter, oldest daughter, was nine weeks old at the time. Oh, wow. So they moved back to Berrien Springs while I served in Korea. So, um, actually, my wife liked this service life, so she kind of wishes we would have stayed in. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I got out after six years. Our mate, we thank you too. We're continues here in Berrien Springs, American Legion Post 85, and already had some great donations come through. And this is a cool thing about this is. Obviously, I know Berrien Springs because I lived in Berrien Springs, and I know the support that is shown in the community, especially for anything that is uh, patriotism-based. Uh, there's always people showing up for it, so I'm so grateful for that and so grateful for the second Milt to join me on today's <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> Milt, you are here. Uh, you said something about all the people here. You listed four things that you all do uh, together. Yes, we do. We do a lot of projects together. Uh, you know, we have a great bunch of people. Nobody is tries to. We, everybody tries to work together and get stuff done, and and we do. We have you know we have street dances that bring in money that we use for stuff, various stuff, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, just a little background. I was an American soldier. I am an American soldier, and I will always be an American soldier. The question came up one time, and the question was, what is the cruelty of war? The answer was very simple. He said, I was on patrol that night, and I walked back, and I saw the body bags, and I looked at the tag, and it was his name. And it just, it just, all of us just, just stood around and cried because we knew him, and we knew he was going home for the last time. You know, no more Christmas, no more birthdays, no more celebrations, and that's the reality of war. War is hell. Don't let anybody ever tell you that it's not. Because you don't go out there to play games. You go out there to kill the enemy. And that's, that's what you're trained for. That's what you're trained to do. We had good training. I was at uh, um, Fort Knox. I was in, in Missouri at a camp there. I was in an Air Force base. Actually, I did work for the Air Force, too. It was called radar bomb scoring. And I was a radar tech. So naturally... And we didn't start till midnight because we had to make sure O'Hare and and uh, and the other airfield are, are clear, no incoming or outgoing. And then the Air Force would send their B-52s. We track them on radar. They would drop a bomb, and we told them how far they were off or how far they were on. 
and one guy was about three miles off, and I said, sir, you're three miles off the target. He said, with a 150-ton nuclear bomb, it ain't going to matter. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, we had some good times. We had some bad times. There's always always the hard times, but then there's always the good times, too. And yeah. so we had, a, you know, we had a good time. Uh, once you get through basic training, after that, it's... It's relatively simple. You pick a school to go to that you want to go to, and if, if you're qualified, you'll send to that school. So it's pretty good. I want to go back to something you just said. You know, you made you referenced cruelty of war and, and what that was like. One thing that we kind of talked about here um, off the air before we started recording is the fact that you get together with these guys. You you talk, you play, you work, you drink together. Yes, these we are do. a great group yeah. of people. But also, the other side of it is there's the folks that didn't make it back home. Yeah. And the way I look at it, too, is the folks that are here together that are, are drinking and celebrating each other, the service, the camaraderie, <clears throat> the service to the community. It's all with that same, in the, in the back of your mind and sometimes in the front of your mind, that there are folks that yeah. don't get to do that yeah. and they don't have that ability. That's so very true. That's so very true. If I might, just one quick story and Absolutely. I'll get out of your no, here. No, no, you're totally fine. Absolutely. No problem. Being a sergeant, I had, a, I had a, uh, a guard duty. Every night, I'd walk from post to post at midnight, make sure the guards were all there and they weren't sleeping, and I changed the guards. And the uh, duty officer said, we've had people stealing food from, the, you know, from the, uh, you know, the a storage place. And I said, who in the heck in their right mind would want to eat Army food? But he said, be, it, be alert for them because they're out there and they're going to steal food. I said, okay. So sure in the world, I was in Missouri, in Pacific Missouri. It was as dark as I like walking through an ink bottle, and I could smell what they were cooking. I didn't want to go that way. So I walked down towards the mess hall, and I heard the trash cans rattle. I said, "Oh, sure as heck, somebody's on there trying to steal food." So I had a 45, and I just kind of got it out just in case, you know. And it rattled again, and the duty officer said, "Okay." If that's the case, you say, halt three times and fire a shot in the air. Oh, no problem. It rattled again. I said, halt three times, bang. I have never in my life seen a cat run so fast. <laughs> With that, gentlemen, I will sign off the air. <laughs> and we're joined by... Another gentleman, Dave, who is with us. And you are with the, I'm going to guess, Army. Air Force. Air Force. Air okay, Force. I was going to be close. Yep. All right. So yep. tell me about uh, your service in the Air Force before we jump into what you do here with the Legion. Um, uh, well, I joined the Air Force when I was 21. Um, wasn't right out of high school. We had an occupation here in town and had the opportunity to join. Uh, my father, I come from a long line of uh, military veterans. My grandfather was in the... Army during World War II. My father was in between the Korean and uh, war in World War II in the Army Air Corps. And I have brothers brothers in Vietnam and just a, just a great bunch of people. And I thought maybe I should go ahead and do that. And I was looking for an education and a way to get pay for it. So I went to the Air Force and that's where I That's pretty awesome. Time. Yeah. So, you know, obviously going in a little bit later than you know what some people do when they get recruited out of high school. How was right. that a transition for you? Um, it was a little difficult because I had a little bit more freedom, you know, between parenthood and you know military life. The transition was kind of welcoming. We were raised pretty stern, strict, you know, yeah. family and that, so good morals and that behind me integrity. So it really helped in the military too. 
you know, and it was kind of neat, you know, everybody the same rank and structure. Being the older guy, they kind of looked at me as, you know, Almost like a superior, a, even though you weren't even quite though, a superior. Right, yeah. exactly. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit off the air a little bit, too, about how, you know, maybe for myself, I mm-hmm. don't know about helicopters yet at this right. point, um, you know, with being in the Air Force, were mm-hmm. you actually, you know, in the air or were you doing mechanic work? So what was your role in that sense? Um, in the Air Force, I was security police. Um, I was attached up at K.I. Sawyer Air Force Base up in the UP. Okay. And I did uh, my active duty service there. Um, for you know, roughly four years or close to four years. And uh, as security police up there, we were priority air aircraft, which were nuclear aircraft. So we were really tied to our jobs 24-7-365, which meant a lot of hours and a lot of time in. And, and no matter what weather conditions it was, imagine being in UP when it's 35 oh, below. Yeah, when no. yeah, you're out on a foot patrol. It's a little, a little cold. chilly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but risk of frostbite in a matter of ten minutes or less, right? Exactly. So that is uh, obviously a very brisk, cold, you know, situation. Did you travel anywhere and, and do any service outside of Michigan? Um, in the reserve time, um, we went down and and uh, did some training down in uh, Arkansas. We did a little trip to Central America from there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that was quite something in, you know, end of July. It yeah. was a little bit warm, you know, warmer than it was here for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing really active mm-hmm. or no, you know, active, you know, things right there. So. Sure. So coming back, you know, to this area mm-hmm. outside of, right. you know, service back to civilian life, mm-hmm. um, you're now here a member at the Legion. Right. And do you hold any rank here at the Legion or are you just... I, I am a, I'm an executive board member here. Mm-hmm. I work right along with Milt, who's an awesome commander here. He's really turned things around here. And I um, recently took the position of the club manager here. And oh. we want to welcome you and thank you for all your help and, and everybody else coming down and supporting us. Um, we're really doing big changes here and uh, hopefully for the better for everybody and our veterans that are coming and join us. And we'd like to welcome anybody else to come down and check your eligibility. Things have changed. Eligibility have changed mm-hmm. to be members here. So please come down and ask them to come down and help support us. Yeah. And I will say, I know firsthand, just from this year alone, that your events like, you know, the spaghetti dinner, mm-hmm. that was a great fundraiser for, you know, helping with the new roof project. Right, right. Um, that was a huge success. How often do you do, you know, those type of things for the public? Um, we try to hold events as uh, often as possible. Um, our kitchen has been currently down. That's really hurt us. We had a fire here over the winter, mm. our late last fall, and... Uh, we're still going through the motions to try and get that up and running. So we had to cut our hours back a little bit. We don't open till three now. We used to open at eleven, and uh, but we're really trying to get you know things pumped up, and we're trying to get the building back into shape before we can start holding events. Our upstairs, we're talking about you know steak fries. We're st- we had just held this last Saturday a pulled pork dinner. Um, so as we go along, as we progress, we're trying to get all of our groups together to hold more and more of these fundraisers and not just to raise funds, but to bring community together and get veterans involved. Mm-hmm. And so we can give back to the community because that's yeah. what we're about. You know? well, and people don't realize that, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just a bunch of veterans that are sitting together, having a drink and right. talking. It's right. really serving your country and then coming back and serving your community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, 
and there's so many things that um, we're looking forward to in the future mm-hmm. um, to help out with the community. And, uh, and we really appreciate all the support that we have for yeah. all of the people in the community and, and those around because we get a lot of visitors from around the area that do visit us here. And uh, I will say that from my experience, Bering Springs is probably one of the strongest, mm-hmm. if not the strongest community when it comes to community support mm-hmm. of veterans. Right. And so I think that we're very lucky to be able to have a great legion that right. helps uh, on the veteran standpoint and a great community to pair together with that. Yeah. So We have so many people involved in so many people. I mean, it's not just one or two or three guys. I mean, right. that's what really holds people together you know there's power in numbers everybody knows that yeah. and we just keep bringing the numbers up and mm-hmm. keep the power going and yeah yeah and it's all about uh you know our veterans and that's kind of what it's about here when yep. it comes to our maybe thank you tour yeah and, and we so, have mm-hmm. oh, sorry we no, have some great veterans here i mean I, I think i hope hopefully uh Vern evans will speak hopefully you come up here and speak i mean he's a great guy and and uh one of our, our proudest members here, you know, and that. So yeah. hopefully you hear his story. Yeah, I would love I think I saw him just kind of peek around a little bit. And wait, yeah. So yes, I think yes. we'll get him. I think we'll great. get him. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. We, yeah, we love him. Yeah, so, great. Yeah, you know, this so. is a great legion. If you've not uh, been here before, I strongly recommend that you stop by. Again, if you want to uh, help at all with the roof project or the kitchen project because the roof isn't quite finished yet fundraising for right correct so if you wanted to do that if you want to help all with the kitchen you can come by here today you can make a donation for one of these shirts uh, which again it's not actually for the shirt you're making a donation to the legion we'll give you a shirt as a thank you present as a gift Um, and then at that point if somebody's like hey you know what i love veterans and our business could use a tax write-off come by make a checkout to them and i'll give you the rest of the box of shirts if you really wanted to (laughs) but um uh, anything else that you want people to know about uh, about the legion or how to follow y'all um um we do have a facebook page Um, a lot of times it's not current right now um we've been really busy making transitions but uh with the facility and other things so yeah, I just want to encourage everybody to come down and support, and uh, wherever you can. Um, we're having the Memorial Day Parade going on next Monday. Um, That's going to be great. Yeah. I've been a part of that. Well, so. not necessarily the parade, but the uh, the ceremonies at the cemetery. Yes. Um, and and yep. been able to be out there for that, and it's amazing. Yeah, yep. please join. We'll all be out there. It'll be a warm one, but we'll yes. be there. So Excellent. Well, I appreciate you. Thank and you so thank much you. again for your service, Thanks, and man. thank you very much for... giving us the opportunity to have a little insight into what your service is like. Thank you. And thank boss services for what they do for us. Good folks over there, aren't they? Yes. Thank you. (laughs) You know, this is not yours and my first time having a conversation and I'm grateful to have you back here. So Vern, to those who maybe don't know you yet, give us a rundown. Where did you serve? What branch of military did you serve? Okay. I was in the army. And I uh, took my basic and AIT uh, advanced training all at uh, Fort Lewis, Washington. And we knew kind of at that point we was near the uh, border there, the western border. And on uh, September 21st of 1966, we sailed out of Puget Sound on a 21-day trip uh, to Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. And that, uh, that trip was one that life-changing would be the understatement of the century. We grew up a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, we got we got a lot older mm-hmm. in that uh, that year I was gone. Yeah, tell me a little bit about 
you know, you, your service when you were there, you've, you and I had some conversation here off the air and a lot of the information that you told me, you know, I, some of it I've heard before, but some of it was also very new. So for those who maybe are watching this on Facebook, for those who are maybe listening to this on the radio, give us a little bit of an idea of what, what it was like for you going over and serving and some of the things you learned. Well, I was a mechanic and uh, we was, uh, so we was mechanized infantry. So we got to ride where we went, and most of the, but most of the time out on missions, we was in the APC M113 personnel carriers, and it was like a small tank, uh, not very well fortified, but uh, it beat walking for sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. But it did get us into some battles that, uh, or we helped a lot of other people out, uh, ground units and artillery units that were uh, embedded. And, uh, and needed help. Mm-hmm. You, um, you made mention to, obviously, you know, the goal was to, I don't want to say goal because that seems like such an odd way to put it, but, you know, some of the things that we're trying to do when we were having our military over there was try to prevent the spread of communism and, yes. and uh, you know, give people the opportunity to live better lives. Yes. How has that followed you? to today with maybe your community and maybe some people that live around you. Yeah. Well, yeah, we didn't realize, you didn't think we had really done a whole lot uh, until I got home and met my neighbor who is uh, from Singapore and he had found out that I had fought in Vietnam and uh, he <laughs> shook my hand uh, very graciously and uh, gave me a hug and told me, he says, you probably don't realize it, but you did keep our country from going communist. And when I went to the wall, in, uh, I got I got an honor flight to uh, Washington, D.C. Yeah. just last month. And uh, when I went to the wall, and I seen two friends that I graduated high school with, and uh, the gal there was Asian. I didn't catch what country she was from, but she told us, she says, you didn't lose a war, Congress did. She says, but you did more for the world than you probably ever know. Hearing words like that, how did that hit you? How did you react? <laughs> I broke down. <laughs> Vern, you were one of my favorite people I talked to every, every time that we have a conversation because your heart, like, your heart's huge. And... Um, I'm going to start tearing up too, so I apologize for this too. Um, you know, having that realization of the impact that you had on the world, you actually were able not only to do the honor flight, but you actually were able to go to a reunion. Um, and and I would love if you have the availability, if you can bring that uh, uh, that I don't want to say keepsake because that's a strange way to say it, but that uh, baggie that you had that you showed me, I'd like to show that on on Facebook to kind of. Okay. I didn't have you tell and explain what that was. What did they hand out to you? Well, it was a 55th reunion of the Battle of Sioux Tree. And it was, a, it was a very large battle that where he was in. It happened to be finally uh, known as the largest one-day enemy kill of the entire Vietnam War. Uh, but this is the first reunion I've ever gone to, and one of the guys I met was from my unit. That I did not know him, but he's from a different country company. I mean, and he told me that uh, 
I was with your high school friend, Dave Burkholz, at the time when he was shot. And then Dave died two days later. And uh, then he also told me, he says, I was in the ground unit. He says, I was there at that Battle of Sioux Tree when you guys broke through with your personnel carriers, your, 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 your mechanized infantry. And if you wouldn't have been there that day, he says, I wouldn't be alive. Wow. <laughs> and so I got a big hug from him. <laughs> I, when you were doing, when you were serving, I can't imagine that you realized at that time the heroism oh. that that you and, and your your group and every Vietnam veteran uh, showed at that time. No, never, never at all realized that we was just doing our job. It is an honor to speak with you. I'm <laughs> proud not only to be able to have the conversation oh, with you. It's um, been a great year. For yeah, me. this year's been a super year. Yeah, and you've got the shirt as well as a, you know uh, symbolism of your service as well, and in that battle that you spoke about. For those younger individuals who might be hearing this, might be seeing this, that don't really fully understand the Vietnam War and, and what it was like for you to go through there, what do you have to say to them to help them? Well, we didn't win the war, but we never, I'm already, I'm already hard. We never lost a battle. And never, uh, we won every battle. She don't love me any less. So it wasn't us that lost the war, but in talking with this Asian gal that we done a lot more for the world that we will never know. And other countries that we kept the communists busy long enough to keep them as a free country. Mm -hmm. And that means the world to me now. Yeah. You are a hero. Um, I am grateful for the opportunity to speak with you and I look forward. I know that we, uh, we've had this conversation, but I'm already looking forward to continuing our conversation here in a little bit as well. And, uh, on behalf of everybody, uh, every one of our sponsors to you on behalf of myself, thank you for your service. I appreciate you so much. You are very welcome. Or maybe we thank you at tour is at Marion Springs American Legion post 85. And as we are having a conversation here uh, today, saying thank you and showcasing some of our veterans, we've got kind of a bonus feature here for you uh, as one of our uh, military veterans that served during Vietnam, but wasn't um, actually in Vietnam. So you've got a little different perspective. You're here to share a little bit more about your service. So first let's introduce you. And what is your name? Jim. Jim, and you served in which branch? Army. In the Army. Well, first, thank you for your service. I appreciate sure. you very much. You're now, you. yeah, you're, absolutely. It's, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, as we do this tour, I'm just humbled by the opportunity to be able to be invited into a, a little bit, a sliver of the world of those who served uh, our armed forces and, and served in the military. So as you served in your role, what was the job that you had assigned? I was in the Medical Corps. Uh, uh, basically stationed, I, I served on three different military bases, Fort Polk. I did, did my medical training at Fort Sam Houston, Texas, and I served most of my time at Fort Knox, Kentucky uh, in the medical corps. Uh, one of the things that um, it was kind of important, I was one of the persons responsible for um, when, when the, when the uh, GIs just first come in, they get a dental exam, a, a brush over exam, dental exam, which I was part of, 
to it's, it's for the purposes of identifying their their body. Is it, should something happen to them, where you can't identify, there's no identifiable uh, identifiable pieces. The medical, your dental records are identifiable. So we did it. We did a chart uh, to uh, uh, on all, all incoming military, and I was one of the people responsible for that. This way, they can identify them. something happened to them where they they were really obl- obliterated. Uh, they would be able to identify them based on their, their dental records. It's amazing because as soon as you started saying that, I now remember we've had a conversation before uh, the last time I was here that we sat on that back table back yeah. there, and yeah. it just brought me right back. So first, yeah. great to see you again. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And nice uh, yeah, I, I, I want to ask the question because I, I don't remember if I asked the last time. Um, going through that and doing that, you were aware of what you were doing. Were the other soldiers aware of what was going on and why you were doing this? I'm not sure they, I, you know, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. They were going through this quick dental exam, but I'm not sure if they knew that was the reason. They may have, but I, I'm not sure that, that, that they knew for sure what, that's, why they, that's why they were doing it. Because it wasn't a regular, it wasn't a regular dental exam. It was a quick, quick brush over, but it, it was a, it was a, it was somewhat thorough but quick, just so they'd have dental records uh, to identify their, identify them should, should something happen beyond their identifiable, identifiable reasons with their body. Now, with that experience, how long were you actually in uh, for your service? Was it just the length of the, you know, conflict of, of you know, that time, or did you serve past that? No, I served two years. Okay. Yeah, just the length of that time. Two years I served. So then after you were out, then did you continue to pursue that as a career then, or what did you do after that, um, knowing that that was the, the role that you had? No, I, I was... Uh, I, I, in civilian life, I was an insurance underwriter. Okay. Yeah, it was, there's somewhat similarity because of the medical. It, it's related to the medical field. Yeah, yeah. I did. I was in the reserves after that. For I had a six-year obligation. Actually, we all did. I was in two years after I got out of active duty for two years. I was in the active reserves for two years mm-hmm. and inactive reserve for two years, yeah. and I served at Fort Polk. And uh, one uh, one one year for uh, summer camp for uh, uh, the active reserves. With the time that you served, um, obviously knowing what you were doing and the service that you provided that you signed up, you know, essentially for or were chosen to do. Um, what what is maybe the defining factor that makes you say, you know, what I'm so so proud that I was able to put on the uniform? Or what are your thoughts in that aspect? Uh, just serving my country, I think, you know, well, I think everybody, sh- I think the military is good, just good, uh, good experience, but I, I'm proud that I served my country. I, I, I feel very proud to say that. Not everybody does say that, and, and not, not everybody can say that, I should say, and uh, to be able to hear your story and to talk um, to you is, is awesome, so I appreciate it. Is there anything else that you want people, civilians, to know about serving in the military or people around southwest Michigan to know about your service in particular? Uh, no, just that, I, like I said, just that I was proud, and if you, if you so feel the desire, uh, I would do it, but 
it, times are different now where, where they're only, it's more selective because there's no more, dra- I was drafted actually. Sure. I was drafted and now there's just a, uh, enlisted you know, people just join now. So yeah. it's not, it's kind of different now. Yeah. They're more selective in, in who they choose to serve in the military. But if you, if you so feel the desire, I would, I would do it. Yeah. I think that uh, it's something to be proud of and, and serving your country. Turns boys into men, as they say, right? Yeah, right, right. Excellent. Well, thank you again very much for your service. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, Memorial Day coming up, we want to make sure that if, uh, obviously every day, but especially as we go into this week and this weekend, if you see a military uh, veteran, say thank you. That's what we're doing the whole point of the May We Thank You Tour. And we continue here on 97.5 Why Country. The May We Thank You Tour is presented by Boss Services with support from our veteran-focused partners. Full Circle Cafe in Stevensville, Boss Concrete, Cassopolis Family Clinic Network, Grapevine Nursery, Campbell Ford, Lincoln Saline and Niles, Pratt Intermodal Chassis, and Lakeshore Public Schools. We invite you to join us at our American Legion stops and ask you to make a donation to our heroes. And in exchange, you'll get a free American flag t-shirt. The 2022 May We Thank You Tour from 97.5 Y Country.